welcome to another episode of Moonchild Musings. My name is Kylie Virtue and I'm really excited to be back with you again. I'm so sorry for the delay in this episode. Um, last week I could not uh, unfortunately speak without coughing. This might happen during this episode as well but I am finally feeling like myself again. I got to the point in illness when I was beginning to uh, cry and break down because I couldn't deal with the fact that I wasn't getting better. And I guess the combination of pregnancy and uh, sickness is just not a good one. And my body took a little bit longer uh, to recover. And uh, it's interesting what happens to you when you um, have that on your psyche and when you feel like you need to rest when you don't want to rest when you're not a person who likes to rest um, and also not a person who likes to have to delay or let people down or take time off work so uh, definitely an interesting um, week for my psyche as well um, there was a lot of astrological events happening this week that I unfortunately missed because I was ill um, that I was hoping to make a podcast around um, so we're a little bit delayed but that's not to say that we don't still have the energies happening uh, so we had a full moon in cancer a couple days ago that was quite um, potent because we also had an eclipse with it. We have a lot of action happening with, um, with uh, Plutonian um, Saturn and a lot of energy in, in um, Capricorn as well. And it began to, my thinking about today's podcast because we have um, this year we have um, the nodes. So the nodes are um, placements and energetic points um, that affect us both in a personal way and in um, a universal way um, that the north node is where we're moving towards and the, the south node is where we've come from or maybe a lesson we've already learned. We have cancer, the sign of the mother, the sign of the moon, the nurturer, uh, water sign in our north node as um, a community as the world and Capricorn the sign of the father Saturn the authoritarian um, the person who puts in little sort of blocks and roadblocks and um, a restructuring um, in our south node so we are we have all of these planets in Capricorn and yet we're being asked to move towards this north node way of thinking um, and playing with this balance back and forth of both the archetype of the mother and cancer and the father in capricorn and it began my thinking especially with the cancer full moon especially with the idea that um, when we have a cancer full moon it we are illuminating parts of our lives that are super emotional and super intense. Cancer is represented by the mother. She is our cyclical mother who changes and goes through different phases. Um, she is our nurturer. Um, she's our intuitive. And um, it began my thinking about the idea of motherhood and the idea of being a mother, um, the idea of how um, the archetype of a mother is played out in our lives even when we're not mothers um, because motherhood I think 
is something that um, is marked by us protecting our tribe and and wanting to um, nurture and make sure that our tribe, our literal children, or our tribe are safe. So in with that theme, I decided to have my very first guest for today's podcast, um, my own mother, Debbie Virtue. Um, my mom and I, if you know me at all, we are marked by our friendship and closeness. My mom and I have been through many things together. My mother was um, part of the corporate banking world for many years of her life. Um, and one thing that my mom always instilled in me was um, to try and do something that I really love um, because it wasn't necessarily in alignment with what she really loved. And um, my mother is known for her amazing creativity and ability um, to create from nothing. Um, she is also known for throwing one killer party or shower <laughs> if you ever need her skills. Um, but she's also, I think, known for her strength. Um, welcome to the podcast, Mom. Thank you, Carly. My <laughs> goodness, I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. So I actually battered my mom into coming in um, to do this podcast with me today because um, I don't think this is necessarily something that is natural for her slash she hasn't done anything like this before. Um, and in my mom, just FYI, is a Capricorn. Uh, her birthday is coming up really soon. I don't even know what day it is because I've been sick, but uh, a couple days, I feel like it's coming up, right? Friday. Yeah, Friday. And um, she's going away, and it's actually a pretty big birthday, right, Mom? Yep, it would be 60. 60, yeah. <laughs> so <she's, laughs> Let's just put that right out there. <laughs> yeah, okay. so my mom's having a hard time with the fact that she's turning 60. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm not. And I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, it is still a... It's a it's a big number and it was just like when I when I turned 30 which I always find really interesting that my mom and I also have is we have these big markers in our life of because of when she had me um I recently I mean I'm 31 but I recently turned 30 I had that big 30 marker and my mom is turning 60 and in energetic ways um, these are big markers in terms of our Saturn returns. Um, so they usually mark a period of time when we are um, sort of leveling up in a way and growing up. Um, and we might miss, we might hit some challenges leading up to our return. Um, and then depending on how we deal with them is how we kind of move forward. Um, so I find that kind of fascinating as well. So I wanted to have my mom on the podcast today um, and hopefully just let it be organic and flow. Um, but just to talk about um, motherhood and being a mom, I am, as some of you know, going to be a mom in just a few short months and um, I am just beginning to play with the idea of motherhood and to feel what motherhood feels like um, and my baby is not even here yet but my mom has had two babies 
So she has had many years also being a mom. Um, and so I thought it would be an interesting um, discussion. So mom, you found out that you were going to be a mom when you were pretty young. I was 19. Yeah. Yeah. And um, do you remember what you felt when you first found out that you were going to be a mom? I was very frightened. Mm-hmm. Um, and because uh, that's not how my world was supposed to go. Yeah. Although, you know, being a mother was something that since I would think I was five years old, I've always wanted to be. Yeah. Uh, and I knew I always wanted children. It just, the timing wasn't particularly well. Um, the wedding had to be rearranged. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, fast forward, um, holding your brother, not that I didn't have the same feeling with you, but holding that little bundle of joy. I will never, I can still feel, and he's 40, crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I can still feel that energy and, you know, as you're going through your pregnancy, it reminds me and is bringing me back to all those beautiful, beautiful times of feeling that, you know, wonderfulness of, of, of caring a child and growing a child. It's like there's nothing in this world. Um, you know, we've had the conversation, too, that uh, I hate to say it as much as I love being a wife and a friend, mm-hmm. uh, being a mother is truly my the role that I could, you know, by far has been the most fulfilling of my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think that motherhood, because you especially, you had it so young, do you think it changed and shaped you? Um, I think it made me uh, much less selfless, selfish, um, and more selfless. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I think it always came natural, naturally to me anyways, I'll be honest. Some people, I don't think they have a little bit more of a struggle. I've always been a nurturer, so it just naturally, you know, um, so of course it changed you because your, your priorities are about this child, but I never remember it being a burden for me. You know, I always, it's just what I did and I did it freely. So, uh, you know, it's not something that, uh, you know, I accepted it, you know, I accept things so much more now. Um, but yet back then I, you know, in my own innocence, I mean, I wasn't as spiritually involved at that time, but, uh, you know, it just what it was, what it was. And, you know, I was very fulfilled as a mother. Mm. And how were you mothered? Did you, when you were mothered, did you think, or sorry, rather, when you became a mother, did how you were mothered impact how you mothered? Um, <laughs> Be honest. <laughs> well, <laughs> Grandma was an interesting character. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it also impacted how I did it do the things that my mother, my mother loved me very much. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a more of a selfish side to her than I did. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? And there's, I, who am I to say? It's mm-hmm. just what, who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and that's just an era that they were raised in too, that, you know, children were, you know, had their place and their time and you didn't mess the furniture or do anything like that. So, and no, because she, all I know is that she loved me. Does she know? say that to you often? Often. You know, and she, you know, we would lay on her, you know, I remember my sister and I, that was, you know, something that we would do. And, you know, so I always remember being loved um, and, and, you know, importantly, I never felt, um, and I, I mean, you cannot give, I don't think a child any more security than just knowing that they're loved, mm. you know, yeah. so. would you say that's the marker of motherhood? I would say so. Yeah. You know, um, always knowing she, you know, she always had that famous line, you know. 
I may not like you right now, hmm. but I love you. Right. And you always knew that no matter what, you know, and not that I was a bad girl at anything, but uh, I always was quite good. So yeah. <laughs> I would love me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think, I think both, it's funny, like, um, how, like, I think I also was pretty good kid too and I darn cute (laughs) and I think that like um you know I we always talk about this too is that you know grandma was quite the powerful energy especially for someone um from her generation and I and I do wonder if we have passed down or we've come from a line of women um where we've carried over karma where we've carried over um, repeating, like dealing with, um, past pains and like even past life pain or, um, you know, kind of carried over patterns, um, to sort of, you know, transcend each generation. Um, and sometimes I do wonder if, you know, we've come from, I, I wonder about lines, I guess, in, in, especially in, um, female lines um do you feel like that as well oh sure we've always felt that way that there was a strong spiritual connection between the three of us um Mm -hmm. and uh it's something that I can't say that I just know yeah it's there yeah um anytime that we've ever been to a any sort of like uh medium or or whatever it's they know she's there Mm -hmm. she you know her strength um as a spirit um has always been there um and the love that we have it's just unconditional all three of us you know Mm -hmm. um for each other regardless of our idiosyncrasies Mm -hmm. and our you know our sillinesses but uh yeah no um what it is and you know how it all happens i don't know um, but there's definitely there and, uh, we're linked somehow and how that is, I don't know, but we're definitely connected through some form of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's interesting because I think that we both, we all are different in our own way. Um, grandmother, our grand, my grandmother was, um, was a cancer, funny enough, and that we're talking about cancer Capricorn, um, balances so I mean in theory astrologically you and grandma were actually quite on polar opposite sides of things now Mm -hmm. obviously I like to look at you know a lot of other things going on um but I do find it fascinating where our idea of motherhood um an idea of being a mother kind of kind of transcends down from because like even for me I had grandma and I had you, and I, um, you know, I always felt loved, and I always felt um, protected, and um, defended, and like, like I was always safe, Um, and, you know, I think, I think that I agree, it's, it's definitely like the, um, the core part of motherhood. Um, I, I wanted to, to talk today though about how we see or the idea of motherhood is, um, sometimes like the soft, quiet, you know, takes care of the family kind of, um, archetype, you know what I'm saying? That sort of, um, has to just make everything nice all of the time 
and um, is almost angelic in a way um, when we have when we look at the two different energies of the mother and the father there's a harshness of the father and there's a softness of the mother um, and I guess um, I always like to challenge the um, ideology of anything um, to break out of just it being in a box um, because I think in actuality to to mother and to be a mother and to be a woman um, requires quite a lot of strength and um, toughness and um, ability to fight and and be strong in that way you know what I'm talking about yeah absolutely absolutely um, I think it um defending your children maybe that's not the right word but uh you know standing up for, you know your child if you're seeing your child wrong like the times you went through um, i'll never forget that mm -hmm. when you were being bullied mm -hmm. as a mother that was the most horrific um time for me and i did everything in my power with meeting with the school and the teachers and but regardless, you know, just the, the helplessness I felt because I couldn't just, you know, put you in a bubble and, and you know, uh, you, I knew that you had to deal with these people because life, you know, life was like that. But, uh, but where you find the strength is you do and, and you persevere and, uh, you know, it's just, it just comes natural. It's not something you even have to think about. Yeah. You know, really. I find that so fascinating because I feel like it just happens. Like, I, I feel like you just, like, even for me... I don't even have my child here yet, but when I was sick, like, as you know, my main thing wasn't that anything to do with me, but it was everything to do with making sure that he was okay. Yeah. And it's like, what is that? Like, what, how does that happen? How does that, like, that's not something that you read in a book or you learn or like, I haven't learned it cause I've never been, been a, a, I mean, I've been a fur fur mom but I've you know like what you know what is that is that something that's just intrinsically in females is it in well in nature I mean you know you, you think of um you know the time where I had the squirrel <laughs> seriously you tell the story um uh, you know as um unbeknownst to us um there was a felt lining that's underneath the hood of your vehicle and I couldn't figure out why my golden retriever was suddenly absolutely fascinated with my accord, uh, you know, on um, and would never stay away from it. So I'm not sure exactly how we finally figured out, but mm -hmm. a little um, red squirrel had laid her babies inside um, the hood of the of the vehicle. Mm -hmm. So I was aghast because I didn't know what to do because we couldn't quite tell where they were, mm -hmm. um, you know, and. Uh, I didn't want to bring in anybody. Um, I didn't want to disturb them. So um, I called my, my godmother, you know, the salt of the earth soul she is, and said, you know, Karen, I said, you know, what's going to happen? She said, the mother will take care of the babies. So we ended up, um, you know, um, honking the horn and opening up the hood and just leaving it. And we watched as this mother's squirrel took one by one, I believe there was four or five um, of the babies, took one and bolted, because we had some large trees um, close to where the car was, uh, with each one, came back, went and, um, you know, got the other ones that were under the hood. 
But what, what we had discovered as well is that one had gotten into the wheel well and it was stuck. Right. And we could hear it. And we were Aww. going, oh my goodness, she got there. She yeah. got down there and she got that. And, you know, she got that last little one out. That I, I will never forget that day because it was the most, you know, most beautiful thing. And, and she just did it. And, and, you know, as a mother, we just, we take care. Yeah. You know? I think that's so fascinating because that's nature showing you that motherhood is actually a simplistic thing. It's not, you know, it's just something that we do as, you know, um, as a dog would take care of, you know, little puppies as the squirrel would, you know, um, and then you could even break it down even more as, you know, um, this, the play between the sun and the moon and how, you know, it, it kind of nature nurtures the earth. Um, and, uh, um, I find it fascinating because I think obviously, as we know, there's some people who can't be moms, um, uh, who, um, don't want to be moms in terms of having babies, um, maybe have moms or moms to animals, um, pets. Um, but I also think that there's an idea behind there's motherhood in so many different forms, um, because the way you just described it and the way you described being a mom to us and how your mom was to you and how that squirrel was to its babies is the idea of what in our life is worth going into a wheel well <laughs> and like going around people and getting and I and I and I think that's what I wanted to touch on today and I think that that's what's important um you know motherhood I think shapes us in so many ways I know motherhood already having this little baby realizing I can create life and feeling life in me and knowing that like nothing else matters as much as that life um has shaped me already and this baby is not even here yet so god knows what's gonna happen but I do know that also there's other things in our life maybe it's our family um or our tribe or um I think motherhood can be seen in different ways in terms of energy like energetic motherhood in terms of the idea of motherhood in terms of loving something so much that you would fight for it um and because I, I always I always strive to see things in every different aspect as well that it's not just people who are blessed with being um, moms, uh, physically, like obviously moms with babies. Um, but I think, I think for you, if you're listening, um, and maybe you're not a mom, maybe you never will be, or maybe that was a choice you, you know, didn't make or couldn't make or whatever it was. Um, I think with this energy, I think it's really important to think about what it is in your life that is worth you being loving something so much that you're so vulnerable which is what I think also motherhood brings in because the idea of I hear moms talk about all the time of that having a child is like like putting your heart outside of your body um and I really want to I want everyone to think about 
what it is in our life that um, is like that if we don't have an actual baby or if we don't if we haven't experienced motherhood uh, what is it that's worth being that vulnerable for because I mean I'm sure mom you've felt I mean I I think about like how did you like let us like go out of the house and like know that we were not gonna like die out there or like how do you love something and then like let them just like move on and like live their life like that's I think that that's gonna that's hard I think that's pretty impressive or did you just it just was what it was no I mean grandma used to put a lot of fear in me and uh, it was really important um, because she was so frightened something was going to happen to me right I remember even on class trips I wasn't able I didn't go because she put a fear of me on something was going to happen. Right. So it was always really important for me not to, to repeat that. As much as I had it inside, I was fearful. I would never, you know, and I needed my children. It was very important for me to have them be independent of me. Yeah. Uh, you know, and because uh, the world is uh, is not a nice place sometimes, and if you have to prepare them, um, you know, so you just have to put that aside and you're really doing it for the better. I mean, even times when you were going through anxiety and I had to be tough with you, Yeah. you know, um, because I couldn't yeah, that would just, be hard. it was, it was horrible, but I had to be, cause I knew if I continued just to, to keep succumbing to, you know, and I, and, uh, I remember those times, but you know, we got through it, um, which I still, you know, marvel at the fact that we did that without any form of medication. Yeah. You know, and just talking things through and exhausting as it all was, I persevered and sometimes I had to be tough. So I wonder know? if that's, that is motherhood too. Oh, absolutely. It's not always, I'm nurturing is, is, is many. I mean, being a, you know, a good mother isn't just, you know, giving, giving, giving. Mm-hmm. It's also, you know, pulling back at times and letting them, you know, be free, let, letting them learn how to fly. Letting them jump up into the tree the first time, you know? Well, I guess that little squirrel, I mean, had to... I mean, I think nature teaches us that way more because we're way more in a bubble than... Oh. I mean, they're out in the elements yeah. and you see the little baby... Uh, well, look at the baby chickadees. Yeah. You know, um, you know they, were, they took such good t- care of those chickadees and fed them. Oh, my God, we couldn't even count the number of times during the day. We had one on our deck this year. <laughs> they and, were so cute. <laughs> but when the day came that it was time, it was like... You're on your own, and off they went. And we would find them still wandering, looking for their food. <laughs> right. You know, but, uh, yeah, they persevered. Watching, yeah, watching nature certainly uh, does teach us a lot. I'm not saying we should toss our children out. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, sometimes you wonder if it, if it, it seems like these days, especially um, this generation, we're too nurtured. And then we, uh, not my generation, more the newer generation. I'm a little older. The helicopter? Yeah, where we're too nurtured and then we go out and we're like, what? <laughs> um, what is happening? This is real world. Like, what's happening? But I think, I mean, I think you, you're, um, well, I don't know. Would you say your generation was a lot different than that? Yeah. 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 Well, we were also brought up by a lot of uh, Europeans that were basically, you know, you they fed you and off you went for the day and right. you know, come home when you're, when, you know, the day's at, at right. the end. So we weren't, you know, that's what we were accustomed to. Right. So I think, you know, a lot of that is a product of, you know, what you're, what you're used to. Right. So. Yeah, no, I find that fascinating because I think too, like the idea or the archetype of the mother is like supposed to be like this little like nurture loving making everything pretty making everything right like 
the idealistic view of a mother, but I think really what's actually happening, what should be happening in motherhood is, you know, like those chickadees that are like, okay, like we'll set you up, but then you're going to have to figure it out moving forward. Um, and I think that that's important and true of things that we love in general. And I think that that's what I'm trying to get at is that, um, you know, we want, especially things we love, we want to hold them really, really close because we don't want anything to happen to them. Uh, we don't want them to be injured. We don't want them to go away. We don't want them to change. Um, but in actuality, to love something, to really love something in a non-selfish like way, I guess, is to see what it needs and to love it enough to separate yourself from that need to be like right there next to it. And I think that that is what, I think that motherhood in that way shows me how strong moms are, you know? Yeah. One thing I also was, you know, very important to me is, you know, because I've, you know, just from observing other mothers, I'm not saying I'm, you know, <laughs> top on the chart because we all have our things. It's just that I wanted my children to be loved by everybody. Right. So the more love you could get from people were, you know, again, going back to that helicopter, you know, that they just, you know, there's certain mothers that tend to just want them for themselves and that's a self-fulfillment. Um, right. So that was always really, really important for me as well. Is that, I think that's you know, really hard though, because like, it's letting go of control. It is, and you know, some people, you know, you could even your ego gets, uh, you know, involved in that. Oh, mm -hmm. she likes, you know, her more than mm -hmm. me. But you know, I that was something I really always believed in. Like you, that like you cannot get enough love, you know. And I didn't want to just cocoon you into just your mind. You know, it's not an ownership. You know, it's. Uh, yeah, it's not an ownership. I guess that's a, a way of saying it. I know that didn't kind of relate. But no, no, just, no, no, no. It was no, always no. just a really important point um, for me. No, it actually, I think it makes a lot of sense to me. And that's what I mean is um, <clears throat> I think there needs to be a balance between, like, loving something. It's kind of like, um, you know, like, when you think about, like, a kid and they have, like, a little puppy or a little, like, something. Like, let's not use a puppy because that's terrifying. But, like, a little bug and then or something and they love it so much and they squish it because they love it so much because they're, like, you know, whatever. And that makes me think about that is that we, you know, I think we evolve and we have to evolve past, like, that, you know, if we love something, it doesn't mean that, like, we smother it and we hold it. It has to stay exactly the same and it has to be, I think, um, maybe motherhood teaches you how to, to really love something in a very unselfish way as well. Because all of a sudden, I mean, even if you think about what I'm moving into, you know, once this baby's here, I'm going to have to take care of its every need. And that's not necessarily going to be the most fun thing to do every single day but um it's going to be something that I need to do and I think maybe motherhood you know takes us out of ourselves and our needs and puts it onto someone else and maybe that's what it teaches us maybe it teaches us about 
giving love to people unconditionally. Because I'm sure, I mean, as much as I was a good kid, I there was times when I wasn't, like, always the easiest to love or be. <laughs> or, like, to support. Or maybe my brother's a better, um, <laughs> he's a better example of that. Um but I think I think that I think motherhood maybe teaches us about that as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, about how just be you know, because your kids aren't gonna be perfect. No, gosh no. You know, like they're not gonna be they're not gonna be easy to love all the time. So like well, that just goes back to acceptance, just like anything in life, you know. Um if you have these expectations that you want your child to be a blah and they want to be, they should be this and they should be that and they should be, should be, should be. You know, um, then you're setting yourself up, you know, and then you're putting your, your thoughts into your child, you know, and, uh, hmm, and that's a whole other idea. Oh, totally. You know, you know, I, I remember that. I remember clearly sitting around, you know, uh, a room with other mothers and then talking only about what their child had done academically. <laughs> and I, and I remember being bold and, and just saying, no, my child is kind, my child and, you know, and, uh. She's a good person, and I happen to be talking about you, not that I, you know, because well, they, they were your groups of friends. Yeah. And I, I was doing it purposely because I was listening to them all, and, and uh, you know, I just thought that we had kind of lost, you know, what that they were proud of their children, like, good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you should be proud is is the being that, that you're raising and who, who they become, which clearly... I mean, looking at you, it's what can you know, I say? Uh, job well done. Yeah, so. no, but I think that's such a good. That's another amazing idea. Is that um, as mothers, we're not meant to put our own stuff on our kids, and like our you don't know what you're signing up for. Like your kid could be so many different things, and who's to say that being an academic is the thing? You know what I mean? Like that is, it makes them the better kids or whatever you want to say. And like, I think we set up our kids for having problems and failures. You know, when we think like, okay, like my kid's going to go to university and be a doctor and have 2.5 kids or whatever the heck that, um, and I think that that also translates into our life though. Again, it's another translation is, okay, like I'm going to be this, I'm going to have this, I'm going to have the perfect marriage, I'm going to have no like no heartbreak, I'm going to have this amazing job, I'm going to have a house, I'm going to have however many children, and then life comes in and is like, that's not what's, that's not what's happening. <laughs> that's not what's coming for you. And I think that that's so important to... um to set that idea up with your children that, you know, we can't always know exactly what's going to happen and I, and we can't like force things to happen. You know, we can't force the outcome of our lives to happen. And also making your children aware that bad things will happen in life and they happen unfortunately to everybody. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're there to teach us lessons. 
you know, yeah. and acceptance again. I know that's one of my favorite words as I'm currently reading <laughs> a book about that. Yeah, uh, no, it's you know, true. It is. It's just acceptance and, and uh, you know, no anger. You know, turn every anger, you know, um, into love. And is that idealist to try to teach a child that? Well, and it's not perfect, but Mm-mm. at least set the, you know, set the idea, um, you know, of that sort of thinking. I think in, in a lot of cases that we've lost that idea of thinking. Mm-hmm. We just automatically become negative and, you know, put things down. And then let's, you know, and I think just, I mean, being an idealistic child themselves, I mean, those little beings when they're, you know, the world mm-hmm. hasn't touched them or marred them are, like, to me, the most beautiful things on earth. I know. Because somehow sustain that, that would be marvelous or else, I don't know, we'd all be, I don't know, running around in play boxes. But I don't, I don't yeah. Know. I mean, I think we're meant to evolve. Absolutely. But yeah. I also think that there is some beauty in the innocence of a child. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I know when I you know, went through some very difficult times, and uh, I know we're getting off of motherhood here, but... Uh, yeah, that's what I'm looking to do. And, uh, you know, I remember, you know, saying to myself, I was trying to find happy, and I couldn't find joy. And uh, I started thinking back in my life, and I had, you know, moments of joy and, you know, and things, and... And where I had absolute joy, and I remember, you know, thinking, no, it was when I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. I was a little girl that, you know, I can remember clearly being up north of Kirkland Lake, Ontario, and walking by this garden that to me was like the most beautiful thing. And I saw my first, you know, uh, Lily of the Valleys and Bleeding Hearts. And I just remember as a ch- I can s- clearly, I was probably three. Mm-hmm. And, and just, and I just remember the joy. And I thought, that's, that's the joy. That's your soul speaking. You know, that's your soul feeling, you know, and uh, so I always now um, go back to that little spot when I'm, when I'm having moments, you know, and that childlike. I wonder if that's a way that you're mothering yourself. Absolutely. So maybe yeah. that we can mother ourselves. And you should, you know, as, as far as even mothering yourself of being forgiving to yourself. Yeah. You know, as a mother and saying, oh, you're human. Like, I remember finding out, oh, my mother's not perfect. Like, yeah. Really? Holy man. That's quite she's, a, and I know. She, she's, she does things that maybe I wouldn't have done. Or and she like, oh. like isn't, like has sad moments. Absolutely. Or you know? like, yeah. yeah, like isn't always just like together at all times. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course. No, of course not you. No, you were no. perfect always. Yeah. But uh, no, it's, uh, no, it's just, it's just. I mean, you know, in my 60 years, I have to say that, <laughs> not quite yet, 59 and 390 yeah. days, um, you do learn a lot. Um, yeah. You really learn a lot and going through life and all the challenges, and I've certainly been faced with, you know, but everybody else has too, so it's not my pal isn't bigger than anybody else's. No, but, uh, but I think it's shaped who you are, and it's through that it's shaped me too. Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of my, you know, spiritual readings, I have to say, have given me, you know, like some of, the, you know, the authors that I, you know, that I read about and the, the guidance that they've given me has been phenomenal too, which all makes sense to me now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that story about the, the flowers is such a, actually a really important one. And I think, I think, I think motherhood expands past just having children. I think that we, like I've said, you know, mothering ourselves and finding ways to love ourselves unconditionally, like moms love their children, or maybe even mothering other people. And I know not everyone wants to be mother, like, what are you, my mom? But I think in terms of seeing people who maybe haven't had that kind of influence or love or, um, 
forgiveness or um, whatever it is, um, maybe we, maybe motherhood is so much more than having children. Maybe it's, you know, mothering, um, you know, the people around us, that tribe that I was talking about, going back to those people who matter, those people who are worth being vulnerable for and loving in that way, you know, um, maybe that's the energy that I'm talking about, you know, and maybe that's what we're meant to be doing here. Um, one of my, we're going to have to wrap things up in a couple minutes. I can't believe it. But one of my favorite, uh, spiritual teachers, he just passed away. His name is Ram Das, and he's amazing. Um, I think he actually had more of a mother archetype than, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. masculine one. Um, and that's, I'm bringing that up also because it's not just fe- females. Um, I think males can also mother. Um, but, uh, and his, one of his, like my favorite quotes ever with him was, uh, and I'm not maybe quoting exactly, but in the end, we're all just walking each other home. Mm-hmm. And I just love that quote. And I feel like it's so indicative of the energy of right now with this cancer energy, um, with these like really intense shifts that are happening. Um, I think we need to learn to let go of our egos, let go of self fulfillment and start to just love mother ourselves and mother other people around us um and and in the end walk each other home and whatever home is to you um you know it could be that could be seen as a spiritual thing but it could also just mean that garden where Mm -hmm. the, the flowers and maybe there's some memory that you have um that brings you back you know to that nurturing loving place that I think mo- the mother traditionally can bring. So I just think it's, um, I think, yeah, I think it's nice. It's a nice thought. But uh, yeah. Um, anything else you'd like to say? Uh, no, other than mm-hmm. I'm mother. Really, really proud of you. <laughs> and, uh you know, you putting yourself out in these podcasts uh, has given me nothing but joy mm-hmm. and bragging rights. So <laughs> it's uh, so nice to be be able to be part of it. I, I was very apprehensive, I'll admit, but hey, this is just like one of our conversations since we've had many. Yes. So it's lovely. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. no, I think um, there's a, I like to keep things really organic um, and maybe that's my Sagittariusness, where I kind of just go for it um and um I think in order to be a mother and to to mother something or to love something you kind of have to roll with the punches because life is going to come in different ways and I that's why I love the idea of the moon being our mother is the cyclical nature of the moon that is constantly changing and going through different phases and that being a mom being a woman being a human we go through brighter times, times when we're half full and times when we're in darkness. And I think that mothering someone, regardless of if you're an actual mother, um, I think it's important to, to pass that on to them as well. And I think maybe that's how we can mother each other is to, re- to remind everyone that 
you know, right now, maybe things might be a bit tricky or we might feel a little bit down. Um, I know from my last week, I was definitely in a dark side of the moon. Um, but that that is part of the motherhood uh, beauty is that it's a cyclical nature. We're in constant flux. We're in constant change. Um, and maybe that's the little gift that we can give to, uh, to others. Um, and that's the love that we can give to others. It's just a reminder that, you know, we're not stuck where we are. We are in constant movement and the moon will be bright again and it'll be dark again, but it'll be, it's all part of the journey. So, um, anyways, I wanted to thank, um, my mom for joining me today and being our very first guest. Wow. You should, yeah, you should feel very honored. I am beyond. Yeah. Um, I said my bill. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and thank you all for listening and for sending me love. Um, and, um, I continue to, uh, each week we'll have podcast next week will actually come out on time. I'm not planning on getting sick again. Um, and be sure to give me feedback. Um, you can rate and review as well, um, on the podcast app. And I, I thank you all for listening. I hope that you're all doing okay with this intense energy and maybe, um, you can think about that, your own personal picture of that garden that my mom described and give yourself a little motherly love, Um, and sending love and light to all of you. And until next week, um, namaste.